In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. One. One, two. Check me out right here, yo.
you guys welcome to so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan bailey welcome did i just mumble over my own name my god Welcome to your Friday episode, folks, your Friday episode. We made it through another week. I'm so sorry I didn't do a Thursday episode, but my uh, my mom is in town, and I did like a two-hour episode of Sexy Unique Podcast, or SUP, for my friend Laura Marie Shane Halls, and I was like, oh my god, that's kind of what I do on my show, is just kind of make fun of Vanderpump Rules anyways, and we had, it was really, I think it's a really great episode, so I highly recommend you going to listen to that, especially if you want to hear me talk about this week's Vanderpump Rules and we talk about like every season of Vanderpump Rules in this it's a very easygoing conversation that's the cool thing about doing this now repeatedly day in day out for like two years is that the relationships you build and you really start to get comfortable with people so I think that is definitely worth checking out I you know I've been uh it's like really fun to guest on other people's pods because I don't have to edit it. So it's, it's like I could just talk shit and then let somebody else edit it. Like that's the least fun part of this whole thing, you guys, is that the the edit afterwards and the audio processing, it's the worst part of this whole thing. Like imagine talking and doing all this crap and taking the notes on a show and it's all good. And then afterwards you have to listen to it, cut it all up, run it through like these programs that take like 30 minutes to like process. And then if you make one mistake, you have to process it all over again. And then typing up a description of the show. And you're just at that point, your brain is mush and you're like Friday. This is talk with people. Have good weekend. Um, housewives in the island, baby. Sorry, I'm just going to scream that every now and then. If you don't know what that is, that's Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. That is the the beginning uh, theme song. Like, housewives in the island, baby. Um, I am going to be recapping that entire season. Uh, I've already done episode one. I've taken notes on episode two. I was going to put that out today, but I'm going to be putting that out next week. In fact, I might be just doing a whole nother pod of just Ultimate Girls Trip recaps because I'm full up on interviews. I got, I'm sitting on so much content right now, you guys like, but then things keep happening. So today's guests, um, you know, you know, the two ladies from the Bravo docket, the podcast, the lawyers, they were also the talking heads on the Hulu ABC production, the housewife and the Shaw shocker. (laughs) I still think that's not a great, it should have been the housewife and the Shaw squad, but whatever. But they even they took time out of their busy schedules and they talk with us today about the Shaw case, about Erica Jane, about, you know, just so many good things. They are so great. And I wanted to release that because the Hulu special dropped this week. And if you haven't watched it, this will be a good primer for you. But there's a lot of good information in that. Um, And we talk about I mean, we just it runs the gamut. But it's nice to have people that are so damn smart, you know. I mean, sometimes I talk to these people, you guys, and I'm like, <laughs> you're just like, look at the big brain on them. Look at these guys. Like, you're just like, man, like, I know I kind of know how to talk, but then sometimes you're just downright intimidated. And I'm not saying like they're intimidating because they are so nice to me, but there are certain people you're like, man, what I, what I, what I would waste if I had that brain. <laughs> like, I, anyways. That is our guest today. So I just want to talk about a couple of things before then, if that's cool with you. So Maritza Lopez keeps reminding me to do this, and I keep forgetting. But 
If you are a Patreon member, we're going to be sending out an email to get your address because we will be sending you a holiday card. So please, if you're a Patreon member, uh, please send me your uh, your mailing address. We'll be sending that out officially so you can respond to that. But if you want a homemade So Bad It's Good holiday card, we will be sending that out in, uh, I guess, a week and a half, uh, two weeks, Medita. But if, if you want to, join the Patreon uh, so you'll get a card and a... You know, it, it's a very, very unique card, and I'm very excited for you to see it. And Maritza is such an artist. We've been going back and forth, and I just, she's never satisfied. Like a true, true Michelangelo, that woman is. So, wanted to remind people if they want that, get over there. We've started back up the Real Housewives of Miami recaps because you guys, Real Housewives of Miami, December 15th, it's coming back on Peacock, and the trailer looked amazing. And I've said this since because I'm working my way through Miami for the first time, the original three seasons. I think I'm about 50% of the way through, and it's really good. Like, it's so good that I don't know why I didn't watch it in the first place. And the trailer has a couple of the people for this new season, the reboot, has a couple of the people from the previous seasons, like Alexia, Larva Pippen, well, Larza, but I call her Larva, um... Adriana is only a friend of. Adriana was amazing. Uh, Leah Black, unfortunately, is not in this, but I did interview Leah Black, and you'll be hearing that, I think, next week. Um, And I was going to go over the trailer and maybe even play some clips of the recaps that me and Meditza do because that's another person that I'm so comfortable with. The conversation always goes in 30 different directions, and we end up just talking about sex stuff. So, so bad it's good. After dark. <laughs> Are you guys good? Are you ready to have the best weekend of your life? Um, I miss doing the Beverly Hills recaps. You know, I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a couple voices right now just to get them out. Okay. What's up, everybody? I'm really happy Ryan's not doing those recaps no more. Look at me. Look at my life. Mic check one two one two. Huh. My name is Erica Jane. I'm so glad Ryan is through with his recaps. I don't need no recaps. I don't need no paps. Rotsy paps. Rotsy. Ryan is a. <laughs> What's up? Look at my life. Look at my life. They once called me Gerardi's wife. Look at my butt. Look at my legs. I'm on IG spreading my... Di- <laughs> See? I automatically get in a good... Oh my God. I keep forgetting to talk about this story too. Um... Something's going on with Lisa Rinna and Delilah. There was like a blind item. That's one of her daughters. I call her not Amelia. So it's Amelia, which we know, the one who dated Scott and at a point uh, had no eyebrows. And then not Amelia, which I guess her name is Delilah. And Delilah, remember, she had that whole, she had like an overdose accidentally. And um, so that is wild. But I guess something's going on where Lisa and Delilah are not speaking with each other. Um, these are, of course, all rumors, so, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, but if that is the case, I mean, that's what we've always said, though, is that, like, Lisa, you know, does not clean up her side, you know, like, she doesn't take care of her own family, you know, so, I don't know, uh, I, I'm gonna try to find out more information, Marissa, you're the one, Marissa, if you're listening, make sure I'm actually, well, like, I'm, 
make sure you give me the update on the story so I can talk about it on Monday with Sophie. Um, also, Selling Sunset. Did everybody watch it? That's another show I want to recap or I want to do like a an episode about because I watched all 10 episodes and I'm no better or worse for it. It's just, it's like weird. It like came and now it's done. And I, I did a podcast with uh, Kate Casey about it and we went over it and it was a blast. You should actually listen to that. That happened this week as well. But it's just weird that these shows, these pop culture shows, they like stay in our consciousness for like a day or two. Like it's Friday and I've already forgotten that at the beginning of the week it was all I was thinking about. What is up with that? Oh, also, I forgot to do my Sutton. I'll say, I'll say, Ryan, I'll miss you so much. It's me, Sutton Srack. I own two minor league baseball teams, a ballerina. I own a ballet. I sit on the board of a, a ballet company. I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Be a professional, Ryan. That's what they're, the people are here. I can already, I always, what I love at this point is like new people. Because we always want new people to tune in, right? Like you guys are cool with me. You're used to me to a degree. And you know, when I get on my rants or you, you know, like, oh, but like new people, I always picture them showing up like, what the, what the hell is this dude doing? Um, I got so much to tell you though. And I'm trying not to forget. I got to keep better detailed notes um, or just detailed notes or just notes. I got to keep notes. Um, okay. My mom's in town and I was thinking about, and this isn't reality show based, so please go with me. I know this might be boring to you, but I was thinking about like, so she's here. I moved in uh, to a new place a couple weeks ago and I said, mom, you know, come and, and you can like, you know, help me put my room together or like, you know, like those things that your mom does, like my mom. And I know I'm very lucky. I know not all moms are like this, but my mom loves to do that. I mean, I don't know if she loves to do it, but she does it. And she, you know, every time, the only time that my mom wasn't able to like come out, like, you know, my divorce, when that happened, I was kind of, I mean, I was just kind of bouncing all around. Um, and then finally I got a place, thank God. Uh, but she, uh, I, there was something going on that she couldn't come out. Oh no. I know why it was like she had uh, she had breast cancer and she was dealing with that, of course. And so I was like, no, 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 I've, I've got this. And um, but she was always and I was always thinking, like, I always forget that I'm older. I, I still in my mind think I'm 18. And that's a dangerous thing. Like, believe me, that's not a good thing. But I was thinking of how many times, you know, lately I've been talking about the passage of time and how time has seemed to just kind of all of a sudden 20 years have passed. And that's a really scary feeling. In fact, tonight I was watching the latest episode of the real world homecoming or like uh, on Paramount Plus, they do the real world, uh, not reunions. They put the like cast members from the first season and now the second season, the Los Angeles season back in the same house for like a week. And I've watched all those shows religiously as a kid. Like I, I lived and breathed them and they were going over the, the Tammy, uh, the Tammy fight tonight. And it was just so interesting. And it was kind of beautiful because they they kind of came to an agreement and everybody was apologizing to each other. And I thought it was very powerful. And I wish you guys uh, had all seen the second season of Real World, but there was characters Tammy and David. 
And there was this huge fight because this guy, David, was pulling at Tammy's blanket. And what started off as a joke turned into, like, accusations about rape. And I just remember, like, there's this line of Tammy's that's burned into my memory where she comes in with a shampoo bottle, like, shoving it in David's face. And she's like, it wasn't not funny. And to me, that's reality show history. So it is very odd and very weird to watch these people 25 years later when I was a kid watching this and now watching this as a grown man and just the passage of time, guys, it is freaking me out lately. And I know a lot of you guys are so young that you don't know, but like, I know a lot of the audience is, is my age or older and, and things like that. And it's just, just, just how weird it is. Uh, I feel like I'm like in the matrix or something or that we definitely are living in a simulation. But regardless of that, my mom I was just thinking about all those times in my life, whether it be college and my mom helping me move into my first storm or coming out to Los Angeles and living here for the first time. Now, my dad actually drove the U-Haul truck with me and my ex-girlfriend at the time, or my girlfriend at the time. And then my mom came out and did some finishing touches. And then when, uh, I mean, just a string of apartments, she was always there. And I guess I was in, we went to like four different stores yesterday looking for girls in a bath mat. So we were at the, uh, you know, the, the Holy Trinity, Marshalls and TJ Maxx. And, <laughs> you know, it's like sitting there and it was another time where I was having like deja vu, realizing, no, it's not deja vu. I've actually been here with my mom multiple, multiple times. Um, and it was like, I remember specifically we were in Ross. And she was looking at uh, these towels, trying to find the right color of blue. We never found it, so we went gray. Long story. And I was looking at a tea kettle, and I kind of got sad because I kind of like, you know, this is, it's another, like, this isn't normal. Like, should I still be having my mom come out and, like, piece, not piece my life together, but, like, do the things that I should know that I, you know, like that I should know how to pick out the right things to match the bathroom. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm saying? I don't want to make myself sound pathetic, but I guess there's no reason. There's, I don't think I can avoid that at this point, but I kind of like was like, man, are you too old for this shit? But at the same time, she's just so great at like, we, we put together an Ikea desk today and the woman is just, she's nonstop. She got in here yesterday and we've done 30 billion things. Yeah, 30 billion things. I don't know. Like, it's it's like I get way more stuff done when my mom's here because she's my mom. But at the same time, I realize that doesn't really make me that much of a man. I'm very confused. I really need to talk to a therapist about this. Uh, better help. What's going on? Um, but uh, she And she even she taught me how to make this uh, one-pot meal today. She's given me all of her Pinterest recipes, you guys. So she really wants me to start with these one-pot meals, and now that I have a nice kitchen, that I should be cooking more, and all of these things that I have to be reminded again because I always forget. But I guess that's the beauty of having your mother or your father, and, and, and shout out. I mean, like, I don't want to trigger anybody because I know I am extremely lucky, but I just want one of these things to, like, I just want to make sure, like, when are we going to start remembering all the things that our parents told us? Or when are we going to start using all the lessons like I think I, I've learned certain ones of them but man I want to be a good person I really do and sometimes I just feel like fall so short of that 
I don't know if you guys ever feel like that. And by the way, God, this is a funny, I swear to God, this is a funny interview. Don't, I know this is Friday. We're supposed to party. We're supposed to have a good time. And we are. This weekend is all about that. I'm just, this is just thoughts in my mind. And you guys are my friends. So I'm telling you my thoughts. And, and I would listen to you. That's all I'm saying. I would listen to you guys if you came to me with the problem. And this isn't even a problem. These are just thoughts I'm having. The desk looks great, by the way. It's, I can't wait to have you guys all over here for a party. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Erica Jane, she has that hair extension line, which is just, so Erica Jane is coming out with this hair extension line. And I always think that is just ridiculous. It's always a bad sign when like, you know, I, I, you know, hair extension lines really lost a lot of its allure for like wigs and extensions after Kim Zolziak Bierman did hers. You know, I was like, that was, you're not going to get better than that. But like Erica Jane, it's like, really? I don't know. Like anything that Erica Jane does for me, it's like, I just am still, it's so grating. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Oh, also Real Housewives of Orange County. Holy balls. Um, good, right? Am I good? Like, and guys, I need some help here. I, there is too many things. Like, I want to recap all of Ultimate Girls Trip, but it's only seven episodes. I can knock that. That's why I was thinking about doing it as like one entire series. And I could just throw it all up there at one time or put some on there and some on the Patreon or something. I don't know. But like, I don't know. Do you guys want me recapping OC? Do you want me recapping? Like, I've got to pick the Friday show. And OC is actually, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of interesting things that it's presenting. It's, it's giving early OC, you guys. And I think we've really got to call attention to that. But I don't know. I watched it, like, ha with a half eye open. And I'm going to be watching it probably three more times because I just thought, there is so much goodness here. And Heather Dubrow's house, wow. And the reactions from the other ladies about Heather Dubrow's house, amazing. That's the show of reality show dreams as well. We can't get that huh? We can't get higher than that, folks. Come on. Um, what are you guys doing this weekend? Are you going to, what, and what should I be watching? I have a whole TV list. Everybody keeps talking about this Yellowstone show too. And I'm kind of a Western guy myself, but I, I mean, I don't know, like I haven't touched it at all, but everybody keeps talking about it. So I think I'm going to have to binge that over the holidays. God, can you imagine we're in, we're in the holidays. It's December. It's December 3rd. Like what the hell is going on? Fastest year I've ever had in my life. Hands down. Um, just just craziness. I, I don't know. Wild. Uh, no Pete and Kim news. Uh, so we're all safe on that front for the time being. Uh, very thankful for that. Um, I don't have any Will Smith stories tonight. Thank God. Um, let's see. Alec Baldwin uh, went and did an ABC special talking about uh, the unfortunate death and shooting of his director of photography on the movie Rust and the director who survived, but unfortunately the cinematographer did not. And he says he did not feel guilty. Uh, it's, you know, of course he feels horrible, but he doesn't feel guilty because he says he never pulled the trigger on the gun. Now, he says he cocked the gun and it went off. Uh, this, of course, I guess, conflicts with his original statement. Um, he said, I would never fire the gun. But also, even if he did fire the gun, there was not supposed to be a live round in there. There wasn't supposed to be a dummy round, a live round. It was supposed to be a clean gun. So it is horrifying. And if you look at the bags under Alec Baldwin's eyes right now, it does look like that dude's going through hell. And I know Alec Baldwin is a 
kind of a figure, sometimes a very non-sympathetic figure just because he can be such an asshole. And I don't even mean politically um, at all. I'm talking just about how he treats, he's just a very gruff dude. And of course, the Ilaria, I am Hillary from Boston. Um, That whole scandal happened in January. And it's like, talk about a shitty year, man. You know what I'm saying? That is a wild year. And it just, whew. I would not, isn't that interesting though, when these people that have these aspirations, that's why I always tell you guys, just because a celebrity has like some, a good run or remember, like they're just people like anybody else. I would not do, I would not tr- want to trade positions with Alec Baldwin right now for any, any reason, you know? I mean, sometimes that's like, think about like Travis Scott or Alec Baldwin. It's like, no, no, thank you. Also, I wonder how we would... Oh, also, did you guys watch Annie live tonight on NBC? NBC does this thing every year now. Well, they'll do a live musical. And this uh, year was Annie. Annie, the movie, actually meant a great deal to me as a little kid. Um, uh, Carol Burnett as Mrs. Hannigan, as Miss Hannigan, the evil Miss Hannigan. Harry, Harry Connick Jr. played Daddy Warbucks. Looks like he shaved his head. Man, when I was a kid, I had a huge Harry... I was a huge nerd for Harry Connick Jr., Oh, man, he had a couple killer big band albums. Um, but, I mean, let's see, Britney Spears turned 40. That's another story, you guys. Fucking ev- time is hitting me up and down the face. I need time to stop. Please, I need some kind of freaky Friday movie where I get transported into, like, the body of, like, one of the Kardashian kids. Yeah, I don't want, like, just a normal kid. I want, like, you know, Penelope or Mason or not not Mason, one of the cool ones. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly gives us a new fake story, probably, where he said uh, when he was trying to impress Megan Fox when they were first hanging out, he got a knife from he got a, a knife from Travis Barker as a gift, which is like, OK, I'll get you a knife like cool. I'm so cool. Like, come on, man. You're gifting your friends knives. And I'm and it didn't sound like it was a cooking knife. You guys like just like that's what anyways. I guess he then threw the knife up, tried to catch it, and it landed in his hand. Now, I think there's like a 30% chance that this story is even real in the first place. But also, what a dummy. Like, you're literally doing shit that, like, kids in junior high did. Like, that was like... I had actually one friend, Andrew, who I'm still friends with. He did that uh, when he was, like, 23. And we thought he was an idiot idiot at 23. I think Machine Gun Kelly's, like, 35 or something like that. At what point is it not... And guess what? If Machine Gun Kelly was not Machine Gun Kelly, we would not be thinking that was cool at all. At all. Um, okay. Let's get into this. And uh, uh, thank you guys. I know, like I said, I didn't release Thursday episode. And I felt a little bit more rushed than I have uh, in the last week just because of Thanksgiving and uh, my mom coming into town. But I promise you, next week, you are going to be so sick of me. I am going to talk so much. I am going to talk at you guys so, so much. Um, also, um, I don't know. I like this, but like, have does anybody have cute stories about their kids and Santa? I don't know. If you do, there's like a voicemail number. Please leave them for me. Like, what are the, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm asking, but I just love hearing if kids believe in Santa Claus or not and what kids ask. Because if, like, you can ask for anything, like, I don't remember being, there being rules put on this. But I also don't ever remember asking for, like, an airplane or something stupid like that. Like, I'm trying to remember, did my parents tell me, like, hey, just try to ask Santa for things in, like, a $40, $50 range, you know? Um, 
I don't know. I'm just curious what everybody's kids are doing, if they're being really cute or if they're being brats. Because that was the other thing, you guys. When you're a kid, the naughty or nice thing was, I mean, that was that was the real deal. Like, And then parents would over-threaten, like, oh, Santa's going to see this. And you'd be like, damn it, shut up. Santa can hear you, Dad. <laughs> you'd get all upset, like, stop seeing Santa. It's like he's like Jesus or somebody. He's like om- omnipresent. He's always there. But I was always like, damn. And um, my parents had like a uh, one, like a, like a lump of coal. They actually did. And I remember the first year that I could remember this, they put it in my sister's stocking. But my sister still got tons of gifts. But then it was my sister's stocking. They said it was like Santa thinks you can do better. Santa thinks you can do better next year. And I was like, I was so psyched that it wasn't me. And I was, but also I was like, makes sense. My sister is an asshole. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, Santa knows what's up. Like Santa actually does see who's good and bad because he nailed it on this one, you know? But then it was like really, because then it was frightening because it was like a confirmation, A, that I'm an idiot, that I bought it. And B, that like, whoa, that's an actual lump of coal. This shit is real. This is realer than real. And it really did give me pause every time I did something bad. Um, until I started looking at Victoria's Secret catalogs and I, that wasn't, that was beautiful. Anyways, we, that's neither here nor there. Okay, you guys, let's get into our guest. And so the Jen Shaw case, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City comes back on the air this Sunday. We had a break for Portia's Family Matters. Um, uh, that I still have not seen that. I've got to see it. But it's hard. Like, um, Bravo, like, doesn't, like, it, I've, I try to DVR it, but I can't find the actual title on my DVR. So I think they've, like, hidden it as Real Housewives of Atlanta or something. But I definitely want to see it. But I'm very excited uh, for Salt Lake to come back because I feel like they let the air out a little bit. And it's, like, just really good, really great episodes right now, you know? And I, I, I just want to get the continuation of that story. And then, of course, as we have... Um, Mary's church stuff happening. It, you know, it all is, it's all happening, as Sheena Shea says. Um, so, Ceci and Angela are amazing. Like I said, two lawyers. Their podcast is called The Bravo Docket, but I want to draw you to attention that they just started their YouTube and they started a Patreon. I got to tell you, man, they're so far. I got to start a YouTube. Dang it. Sandra, please add this to the list. I'm supposed to, like I said, con my nephew, Watermelon. He said he was going to help me set up like my YouTube, like get the right YouTube camera and stuff like that. And I said he could have admin privileges on my YouTube page, which I don't even know what I offered with that. But um, so he supposedly at Christmas time is going to tell me everything I need and walk me through this. He's 13 years old, but I think I can trust him. He's a good kid. But I'm very excited because would you guys dig that if you also, I don't think a lot of people would, but some people would have the opportunity to watch me and the guest I interview um, on YouTube. Is that something that people would care about? Like, I don't know. It just seems like the next kind of step up and especially if I'm trying to be like talking head and things. Oh, by the way, the talking head thing I did, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. But I think it went really good. I, w- I saw a couple shots of me on camera, and it was so well lit. Uh, I looked like I was on Selling Sunset, and I thought uh, I thought I looked decent. 
Uh, who knows how the finished product will be, but I'll, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I'll try to tell you as much as I can as, as soon as I get permission. But it was really uh, a very big, uh, I, I've told you guys, it was a very big bucket list thing for me. It was a real goal, and I know that's a weird goal, like be a talking head in something, but it really was. Also, on that tip, I know this is silly, but Spotify did their year in the Spotify rap where it tells you what your favorite artists were that year, who your favorite artists were, who were your favorite podcasts, all of that stuff. And I got to tell you guys, I got so many of you sending me photos of I was in your top five and I wasn't, I've never been in a top five, not even my space for anyone. Like, but I was in your top five and I tried to put, po- I posted a lot, but I didn't even post a fraction because I just got busy with my mom and stuff. And I just want to say, like, that fucking means the world, you guys. And for you to even publicly want people to know that uh, you listen to me, wow. To see my name with, like, people like Danny and Watch What Crappens, and it just fucking meant the world. And, like, last year I had a couple people do that, but this year it was like I couldn't believe it. And and by the way, I got I got, I got to tell you, just to be honest— I saw the night before somebody on Twitter said, oh shit, the Spotify wraps out. And I was like, oh no. And I had a pit in my stomach like nobody, I would be in nobody and nobody, nobody's top five. And that's kind of just how my mind works. But I woke up and it was truly like Christmas. I was in so many people's and I know shit like that shouldn't matter, but it does because it means people are listening and it means people are enjoying it. It means you guys are spending your hard, uh, you know, your time is precious And for me to even be in background noise, which I'm totally cool with, I'm totally cool with you sleeping to this podcast, with you driving around, with you talking to your friends while this plays silently in the background, I'm good with all of it. But the fact that you let me in and then, you know, I don't know, I don't know the words to say right now. I'm not even drunk. I haven't even drank. And I just, um, I'm speechless. So thank you. So, okay. So now this is some fun stuff. The Bravo Docket, our guest today, Angela and Ceci. Here they are. We talk all about the Hulu documentary, the court case. There's a lot of laughs in here, and they're just great women. And if you don't listen to their podcast or follow them, I highly recommend it. Also, apologies. Uh, the the mic that I'm using right now, I it keeps repeating, so I've tried to edit that out as mo- much as I can as I go. But just uh, I'm going to look into it over the weekend. But anyways, regardless, here it is, the Bravo docket. You guys, everybody listening, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you. Have the best weekend ever. We've got, what, a couple more weeks till Christmas. Let's ride this out. Let's have a great time. Let's try to be as positive as we can. Uh, we got a little taste of what it could be like at Thanksgiving. Let's bring that Let's bring that attitude right into the holidays. Happy Hanukkah right now for all my Jewish friends. Um, and let's just enjoy the rest of the year and take in this new year together. Um, so that's it. Here they are. The Bravo Docket. Uh, welcome back to So Bad It's Good. Today we have returning guests. I have been so excited to talk to these ladies uh, since the first time I talked to them. They are just so good at what they do. You probably already listen to their podcast. If you don't, you've got to check them out. Not only have they taken over the podcasting world, they are now TV stars as well. Uh, they are the talking heads of the year, in my opinion, being part of the ABC Hulu co-production, The Housewife and The Shaw Shocker. But I also want to talk about today, they just started a Patreon and a YouTube channel. Uh, my God, Angela and Ceci, welcome back to the show, The Bravo Docket. How are you guys? We're good. We're super excited to be here. We had so much fun the last time we were on with you. 
Yeah, we've been waiting to come back. We're excited well, to talk to you. I think, I mean, is there any truth to the rumors that since you did my podcast, ABC reached out to do to get you guys on the network immediately? You know, it, it <laughs> might have been confirmed or denied. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> um, but I mean, I know this is a crazy thing to congratulate you for because it's a really dark topic, which is a lot of law topics, especially in the housewives world are. But was it fun to, to get to do that? I mean, all kidding aside, was that enjoyable for you guys? It was a yeah. honor. Yeah. And I also feel like we had been going through the documents so much and we had so much to say about it that it was great to have the platform to finally speak about it and to have people see us because <laughs> we never really show ourselves. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Of course, it's like a, a dark talk a bit, like you said, and we feel for the victims and stuff, but we're just happy to explain things to people and get them to understand what's going on. That's what I really love about you guys is that you do explain what's going on. And, and, you know, when you walk us through these things, these are really complicated issues and you really walk us through it kind of with like grace and a plum, whether, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm an anvil and I, I'll just hit you over the head with stuff. And half of the stuff isn't true. Like I admit the stuff that I make up, <laughs> but you guys are dealing in facts. And when you deal in facts, it's a whole different thing. Um, before we get into the case itself, um, any reactions from family members or friends? Like what's the worst reaction you guys got from being on TV and what's the best reaction? I didn't get a bad re I mean, we haven't gotten a bad reaction. Our fans are so smart and they're so supportive and they're so proud of us because I mean, we met on Reddit. And so when we like announced on Reddit that we actually did the podcast, like there's people that have been with us from the very beginning. And mostly it's, it's really just been our fans being super and we're so grateful. So no, I meant like family. Like my mom saw me on TV and she's like, <laughs> she's like, you look fat. You know, like she like, I was like, it was like, mom, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't know if you got any weird reactions from any kind of family or anything. No, uh, no, I do wish I get like, I feel like I have so much more sympathy now for when housewives want to do glam because we had to do our own hair and makeup and we had to get up super early and we flew in the night before they flew us into LA. And I mean, we're lawyers, we're not like reality TV stars and we do a podcast. So it's like, we're not, you know, we don't know. I thought I had caked makeup on and then I saw myself and was like, I am the whitest white person of all time. <laughs> I look so pale. Like, and I thought I had really caked the makeup on that morning, but nope. Um, so. and, and for the people at home that don't really know how these things are put together, like, you, you know, you were used sparingly through the hour production. They kept cutting to you guys, but how many, I mean, how long was it to interview you guys mm. for the actual show? Yeah, we were there for about three and a half hours wow. and we went through like everything, every detail from the beginning to the end, our opinions, everything. We talked so much. So I feel like we have a lot to say that wasn't released uh, like on the case yeah. and on the subject matter. Um, but yeah, so we were there for so long and only a sliver of it was in there. And it's, of course, the, the times where I'm like making weird faces and going, <laughs> 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 Whatever, you there was one part where I was like, she shouldn't be on the show. And it's like, oh, God, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think Ronald Richards is the one that shouldn't be on there. You know, I, I mean, I mean, that were you guys, did you guys know who else was appearing on the show or were you surprised mm -hmm. when you watched it? We had some tidbits. We knew that they got some victims that had been victimized by similar telemarketing schemes. We knew that they spoke to, I think, people involved in, in, the, in the investigation. We knew that. And then we knew that they had been talking to Dana Wilkie. But that yeah. was the extent of it. 
I think Dana yeah. has like some deal with ABC right now. It seems like, um, but um, so, she does a good job. I mean, she's. I she's mean, she does. And just, articulate, and she does it. She's not a lawyer, but she does a good job, and she speaks with enthusiasm. I can see why, you know, she comes. She gets asked back. Well, I think she has. Yeah, she has decent information, and I think she's. I think Bravo fans, though, kind of associate her with $25,000 sunglasses and stuff. So she'll never be able to live down certain aspects of her past. And I think she even feels that. So it's it's really interesting that like I'll, I'll have her on the podcast and people are like, I love her. I love her. Or like, I hate her. I hate her. It's really weird. But it's not even about the what we're talking about. It's like about like years ago on a housewife show, you know? Yeah, she can't shake it. <laughs> no, it's, imagine that. God. Um, so. There was actually breaking news in the Jen Shaw case today. They actually set a, a court date and there is going to be it's going to be a, a, a court case. Does that mean there's going to be a, a jury? Yes. So it, it had previously been set for jury trial, but they, what they put out was the dates for motions in limine, which are the pretrial motions where you argue things like, OK, we don't think that this evidence should be admitted. We think that this is too prejudicial. We, you know, want to keep out this witness or things like that. Uh, a lot of those are your, you know, pre-trial type motions that you're saying like, I don't want this stuff in front of the jury because I think it's going to inhibit the right to a fair trial. Um, and then the pre-trial conference, which is where those things are argued, and then they say the trial date will be March 22nd. So that came out. Wow. So I mean, it's the Southern District of new york um does that mean it's going to be tried in new york yeah 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 so they showed the courthouse a lot during the documentary it's right downtown on pearl street right there you can go stand on the steps and tell jen shaw she looks fabulous Wait, so is, <laughs> is it it's going to be does that mean new yorkers will be able to be on the jury for jen shaw yeah it will be new yorkers that are being pooled to be on her jury i think like uh you know i don't know how much you know how much you juries, but will they be asking the jury pool uh do you watch housewives and are you a fan of salt lake yes yes they will say do you, do you know this person do you watch bravo are you they will be asking those things and they will likely be researching the jurors to see if they've made comments on social media about it i know i did that i've done that with every time i've had a jury trial you look things up to see and I mean, people that are potential jurors sometimes will even post things like, I got called for jury duty today, everybody guilty. And it's like, you can't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, then you're, you're rejected for cause. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Are you allowed to say like, if you were for, if you were for the defense, if you were Jen Shaw's attorney, who are you looking for in a jury trial for somebody like Jen? Um, and you guys, if you don't, if you haven't watched the Housewives and the Shaw Shocker, I highly recommend it. But it, you know what it was? It was like a, a gigantic telemarketing uh, scheme that really took uh, elderly people that weren't familiar with the internet. Like my grandma got taken for a roof one time and my grandma's like 97 years old. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for this, but what would you guys say they would be looking for in a jury uh, that would be pro Jen's, whatever her argument is? Somebody that can be, somebody that will be fair and will look at the facts and will not be swayed by something they perhaps have seen on TVs. I mean, they're gonna ask the jurors, you know, do you, can you be fair? How will you look at the facts? What are you, can you withhold judgment until all of the evidence is in? Can you follow the instructions the judge gives you? It's, I mean, the, the, you just want someone that will be methodical and withhold judgment until 
all the evidence is in? I think, well, so I've participated in a jury trial before as well, and I had the role of looking up jurors and looking up their social media. Mine was kind of music related, so I tried to see if people had gone to concerts and stuff and see if they would like have sympathy yeah. for the client. So for someone to be pro Jen Shaw, I would look and see if they're like fans of similar reality TV shows, if they like like the Kardashians, stuff like that, to where they would like, I don't know, kind of sway on her side and be into these kind of kind of pop icons. Do you well, get what I mean? The interesting thing though is like I'm into pop icons, but I'm also in like I'm also really like I'm not anti Jen Shaw, but I'm very like it would be hard for me to go there even if I like I think part of liking the housewives though is disliking the housewives mm -hmm. like or at least one or two per cast. And I think Jen always fell on that. You know, she's only one season and she's acting like a maniac at times. Yeah, I just wonder like if that's a case by case basis and. You know, I, I don't know what your guys' opinions based on the Erica Jane stuff, but she had a, she was a, like, you know, going into this season, she was six or seven year housewife already. Jen only has one season. Do we really, even the fans know her enough to like throw our full support behind somebody like this? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just, I mean, she's a one season housewife. And if I were picking a jury for somebody similar to Jen, who was on reality TV show, I, and I, I would think I would want like it, people that do not watch reality TV because I wouldn't, I don't, in my opinion, her behavior on the show and in continuing to film has not been helpful for her. I would love to find somebody that has never seen any of it, <laughs> doesn't know any of it, <laughs> is just going to look at the facts um, just because I don't think she has really helped herself uh, with any of her behavior. Yeah. I, their tagline is I just cannot I cannot yeah, believe you guys, that that's real. Her, her, it, her tagline would like I I talked about this on the pod, but it's literally like I'm Shaw amazing, and I was like you are already under you're already been arrested, and you have you agree to even if somebody wrote that for you, you agree to that. That's wild. The only thing I'm guilty of is being Shaw amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's not how, just... how how what is the <laughs> what's the lowest sentence you can get for being shamazing is it like eight <laughs> to ten is there uh yeah well by the way you said you guys how long do how long is, is she potentially uh up for like prison or whatever like how, what is the least she could get what is the most she could get i think it was 20 for one of the charges and then 30 years for the other charge but there's so many things that go into it. So we can't definitively give her like a number that we think right. she's going to get uh, if she's found guilty because she's not yet found guilty. So we can't, you know, I can, say, I can say, I can say, <laughs> see, I'm not the Bravo docket, so I can say she's found guilty. You guys have to go by the facts. I mean, I'm, I've already done the fan fiction aspect of this in my mind, but I mean, I, can you say as lawyers, like this doesn't look great. <laughs> I would, I can say that this would be a very, in my opinion, a very difficult case to try with, especially with, uh, on Jen's, in defense of Jen, because with her co-conspirator pleading guilty and she's, you know, the conspiracy to commit wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and I think it's going to be difficult to impeach that testimony from Stu Chains. So... Will they call him Stu Chains in court? I don't know. I, I like to call him <laughs> Stu Chains. But, but by the way, the, the co-conspirator is Stuart Smith, right? Yes, yes. And he yeah. uh, supposedly, uh, didn't he re-enter his plea and now he is working with the Southern District of New York? Is that right? He, he just he, pled guilty, yeah, to specific charges. Says he 
guy. Yeah, he pled guilty to the two conspiracy charges, so to commit wire fraud and money laundering, and then another one, which was obstruction of justice with um, in connection with the FTC investigation that was mentioned in the documentary, um, essentially admitting that he lied on the record and you know did something shady there. Um, but and he also said like we. I don't have the language in front of, front yeah. of me, but the 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 essence of it was that we marketed services that didn't actually exist and had no benefit to our consumers. So it's not great testimony for Jen, and we'll see we'll see how it plays out. I mean, this is the wild thing: like these th- these services that, that that they didn't didn't exist. So this was illegal, even if you were targeting old elderly or if you're targeting anybody, this would be illegal, correct? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's wire fraud where you're using the interstate communication systems to, you know, trick people into giving you money for things that don't exist. That's, that's fraud. I mean, that's fraud, allegedly, in this yeah. case, it is alleged fraud. So it's, it's not good. I, I think it, the, also what's really interesting is the motion that her attorneys filed just, was it yesterday? It's saying, yeah, it was, it was based on the, the Hulu. You guys, you guys are now part of this. You might get <laughs> Jen Shaw off just because you participated no, no. in a, a documentary. What well, no, no, so no. explain that what that what would explain what that motion is. Uh, yeah, so she's trying to get the case now dismissed because she's saying that the jury pool is going to be taint tarnished because of this <laughs> documentary coming out and they revealed um, information from their investigation which is inappropriate, but really how many people in Manhattan are we thinking saw this documentary? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, are they going to bring ratings in? And are they going to like, and and by the way, I mean, I, I wonder, I do wonder sometimes the ratings about this just in popularity because the Erica Jane one was huge because Tom Girardi, this has been going four decades. Once again, yeah. this is a newer thing, but I love that ABC is doing this where they do walk like, like that's what I love about you guys and your show. You actually give us information. You walk us through this process, but when you file motions like that, to me, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like a, a desperate, you know, like I'm just trying to grab at something because we need to try to throw anything at the wall and see what stick. Is that it? Or is this what you would, um, is this what most people would do after a documentary is of their crimes airs on TV? I mean, I think it's completely reasonable of her attorney to make these arguments and she, you know, is defending her client. And I think it's reasonable to make these arguments now, in my opinion, Jen's the arguments that they're making like she can't get a fair trial and she you know they talked about her lavish lifestyle and they you know talked about it you know according to Jen's attorney alleged you know this information that supposedly wasn't available but Jen continued to film like we've already mentioned her tagline where she said she wasn't guilty Jen continued to show her lavish lifestyle Jen continued to like (laughs) talk about her life and she like Jen showed a uh, clip of her with her attorney that she voluntarily filmed. So for her to now say, oh, ABC talking about this is disrupting my right to a fair trial. I don't think that that's going to work out for her to make this argument. Now, if she had stopped filming, if she had not, you know, done any appearances, if she had shut down her social media and then this came out, I don't I still don't think that necessarily this argument would work, but I would think she would have more credibility making it. I just don't think she, it's, it, it's I didn't find it credible because she's continued to show all of her stuff. I was talking about this in, ter- uh, uh, in regards to Army Hammer, which I know it's not completely the same at all. But the one thing I said that I give him not credit, but the one thing I think helps 
his whole case or what's accused is that he stayed quiet for the most part yeah. is that, you know, we are left to guess where he is and what that, but like with Jen, she, I mean, she's at the hustler club. She's at yeah. the, you know, we, we, she's out there so much. And I think in her head, I don't know, we can only guess it. Like, does she think she's smarter than us? We see housewives with the insane amount of hubris and they just are off the charts in that. But I don't know. Like, I would love to think is that she thinks she's smarter than the rest of us or is just she's not guilty. So why am I going to act like I'm guilty? Like, I mean, it's you know, you can only guess, but it, it, it I don't know. It's like even with the Erica Jane stuff, I didn't love that. And Erica Jane wasn't even committed. It was part of the actual, you know, crime, supposedly. Yeah, there's no criminal charges against Erica Girardi. Currently. Yeah. She's kind of tangentially related in there. In there, like here, Jen is like number one, and yeah, she's she still is the name defendant. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm like. Has anybody explained she's the top of the pyramid? Like, I don't. That's what's so weird to me. And I, I know she's not dumb. So uh, that's the thing that I'm like. She has to have some plan of action, or is there? I mean, also, is the argument going to be? I did this telemarketing thing, but I had no, I thought the services existed and I had no clue we were like, I didn't know this was even illegal. Is that the mm -hmm. argument? Like, I didn't know this was illegal. I think the argument is that she doesn't think it was illegal at all, that she was doing it in a legal way. She's just selling information back and forth and that's totally fine. No big deal. And maybe she'll have to plead ignorance to not knowing that the services they were trying to sell didn't exist, but I don't know how she can when it's clear she was working or alleged that she was working with Stuart. So I don't know. I, I don't it's know. It's going to be difficult for her. And I mean, I want, I mean, one thing is like the government allegedly, according to the government's filings and documents, they are alleging that she had her own sales floor in Manhattan and that she also like owned companies that worked against the chargebacks or she was a partial, allegedly like a partial owner or she, her companies used those companies to, prevent the chargebacks on credit cards. And then she, I mean, basically it's like, if you think of like, this isn't an MLM, but if you think of an MLM, she, like the government is alleging she is at the top. So like the LuLaRoe MLM, she's like those weird people at the very top. <laughs> God, and just imagine like, if she sells so I'm now I'm like scared she sold Lulu Row as well. Like that, <laughs> that was on top of it. So she was at the top, but like the floor thing, that's like they mentioned in the documentary, that's very Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, she yeah. uh, she had her own floor of people. The government uh, alleges she had her own sales floor in Manhattan. And so when on the documentary, when they're like, these aren't Jen's victims, it's also like it's almost like if you think about the MLM, okay, yeah, Jen wasn't the one selling the uh she wasn't like selling the independent retailer selling the ugly leggings she was at the top yeah like owning the companies and then you know orchestrating the back and forth yeah. who got the information and whatever so it's it and also like it's hard it doesn't need to be it's just they had an agreement to commit this whatever the underlying charges like you had an agreement to like defraud people out of money using interstate communications. Like there doesn't even have to be a victim. And I think that's like a, a confusing legal uh, issue that doesn't necessarily come up a lot when people are thinking about it. Uh, yeah. as, as, as lawyers and people who study this, is this, I mean, to you guys, is this a good case in terms of like, do you geek out on this? Or you're like, yes. <laughs> this is cut, this is cut and dry. This is like, we've seen it a million times, you know? <laughs> No, I think we geek out on it because like Angela and I are huge fans. Um, but from a law perspective, I don't think you see a lot of these types of cases come about. Um, I think something we spoke about before is that how 
you know, the FTC hits these companies and they kind of just pick up and move on and do it again. And so it kind of seems like they're putting their foot down and really going after these sales floors and these telemarketers and stopping it finally once and for and all. They have to make a lesson of her regardless if she's a housewife or not, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, That's, this, yeah. Yeah, this investigation, I mean, really the government agents, like the government the agents that have been investigating this have, for years have done tireless, diligent work to piece together how these things fit together to like actually interview over a hundred individual alleged victims and over the course of time and then figure out like, because these things are like, these companies are hidden allegedly they're all throughout the United States. And a lot of times victims are so embarrassed that they've been taken in that they don't want to report it. They don't want to talk about it. And I, I do really love that the documentary, um, the people that were brave enough to go on TV and say, admit, yeah, I fell for this. And they shouldn't feel bad because these people are so good at what they do. They know how to catch you when you are vulnerable, when you are weak, and they know the psychological manipulation and tricks in order to keep people on the hook. Like they, it's, it's the sunk cost fallacy. And it's, I'm so proud of the victims that came out and were like helped talk about it because the more people know about this, the more people can be like safe and prepared and prevent your parents or your grandparents from getting caught from the same thing. Well, one time when I was on Instagram, I had had a couple drinks and there was like an ad for like a white claw t-shirt and I, <laughs> I bought it for like 12 bucks and then the shirt never came and I never did anything about it because I was embarrassed. But I think that's illegal. I think that's like a similar. No, I mean, the thing that this documentary did very effectively, just like the housewife and the hustler, the Erica Jane one was put a face to the victims. You know, the one lady that they, you know, the, the Kabachi case or the, you know, the, the people were like the, when she was saying they had a, they had an audio recording of like, yeah, let's hit her card for 20,000 today. And he was like, no, 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 that's too much. Let's do 15 and call it a day. And you're like, Oh my God, they're just yeah. brazenly talking. And this lady was almost 90 years old. And she was so, cause she, she didn't use the internet at all. She was always scared of that stuff. And she thought this was like an opportunity for her. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's like, the, they're talking about the lead list. And so get, they get somebody's information like that. And then they decide who gets to try to sell them the next thing. And then the next thing after that. And that's one of the things the government is alleging that Jen Shaw was like at the top of, of deciding who gets these lists of vulnerable people and who, like which company gets them. And then, you know, they, the government alleges that the sales floors even had to kick back money up, like back up the line um when they did like get that woman for you know whatever all of like her savings and they can pr prove that she oh, sorry <laughs> uh oh it's jen they can prove she was on <laughs> they can prove it was on encrypted uh they were using encrypted apps right to like communicate at a certain point is that correct yeah yeah that's another thing that's alleged that after they were involved in the fdc event investigation where jen testified she was deposed in an fdc investigation from one of the companies she worked for she went and started her own company and then they started, they got smarter, allegedly, and started talking via encrypted messaging apps so that they couldn't, people couldn't find their messages and they had accounts in Kosovo and then they were registering them in Wyoming or something. So it's like they, they got a little sneakier and it's like, why the, would you have to do that? But if, also, I mean, that's the part that like blows my mind. I've talked about it on this show before is that 
they were they knew that this stuff was being investigated and they went harder. They just thought they were being smarter. But like, I love that there was a warning and they just didn't stop. They kept going. Yeah, and that's yeah. why the government put them in the higher tier of liability. And I, Ron, I think you were the one that coined it last time we talked to you, like that she's A list. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I guess she's tier funny. A. I think she's, you- yeah, it's A list, baby. Yeah, like I mean, I, I mean, well, in and juries, can juries talk after the decision? Like they can, like, can we interview? Can I interview a jury member after this is over? Like, are are they going to be up for? Are they allowed to talk to to like regular people, or are they? sworn to secrecy or something i think it depends on the judge um yeah i wasn't allowed to talk when it's done like well whether or not the attorneys can talk to them i think is different no but like like a jury member would be amazing of like how long Mm -hmm. it took to like come to whatever decision and are you aware that she was a housewife and what she does and and can they are they allowed to in court will they is like video footage admissible in terms of what she spent and things like that I mean, I'm sure her attorney is going to argue that, that that is more prejudicial than probative of anything. But if if the prosecutors want to get it in, they'll argue, well, no, this is evidence of blah, 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 or something. Because they asked, I believe, uh, for the unaired footage, I think. so. I've been asking for the unaired footage for years, <laughs> like for all of the shows, not even just Salt Lake. I want all the unaired footage. <laughs> I know, um, right? It's, um, so this is actually, will a defense or could a defense be... I was just acting like I owned all that stuff. I just did it to impress like the TV because it's housewives. Will that be a potential argument? Do you think? Yeah, I think that's might be one that she uses, especially because in the documentary, it was mentioned that everything she had was rented or borrowed. So she could probably try to just say that, that it was just, she was putting on airs for that. But even without that footage, like even without it, even without her statements, I still think that government has a really strong case and enough evidence to put on a really good trial. You know what I mean? So in she trial, might push back, but in a, in a trial like this, where it involves financials and all that, will Jen get the opportunity to testify or is it not that kind of like movie case where we see the defendant take the stand to save themselves? I mean, that's, she has the right to, uh, to like she has the right to take the fifth and not testify. And most most of the time as an attorney you don't want your client to testify and the jury will be instructed that if she doesn't testify that they can't hold that against her that they can't bring it up that they can't say that that shows that she has any because that's that's your constitutional right as as you know yeah but that's know. wild though to say that you can't use it like we're gonna form opinions just that's a human nature like if somebody doesn't like i mean you can't help it but think well that's a little weird like how do we really get in this and i know this is not a housewife question but how do we really get a fair jury anywhere like i mean it just seems like so many things are at play and i like how human nature works it's just it's not how it's not that cut and dry i can't just like divorce my mind from any thoughts you know i mean i still believe in our jury system i've had juries that i believe were fair i've watched jury trials where i feel like the jury was incredibly fair and i think that and maybe this sounds odd coming from an attorney but i do really sometimes you can get bad juries Sometimes you can get somebody on the jury that isn't going to listen to the rules, but I really do believe people take that very seriously. And when they know the rules that they want to follow them and that they want to give that person the, you know, cause you really are judging somebody you're, you're deciding someone's fate. Like you're, the juries don't do sentencing, but like they, if they find her guilty, then they know that like she is going to jail. So like that's, she's not going to be with her kids. She's not going to see her husband. Like all of that's a big deal. I, I don't know. 
maybe I well, what do you think? I think that's why just like jury selection is so important. Break on this podcast. That would be huge <laughs> for my ratings. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer, and I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We will be right back to the show in just a second. We have a couple uh, commercials for you, people that are sponsoring the show this week. All uh, great, great, great uh, products and people and shows. I'm very excited. Our first one, they are a repeat sponsor. It is a game called Best Fiends. Now, it is the busiest time of the year. So if you need a break from the holiday action, Best Fiends is the perfect pick-me-up. It is seriously my new favorite game. I have been playing it for the last couple of weeks, uh, and especially over Thanksgiving. I Actually, we would sit at the fire pit, my cousin and uh, her boyfriend and my dad, and sometimes my mom, and I would have my phone, and I would be playing this while I was deep in conversation with my family. Sorry, my family, if you're listening. Uh, Best Fiends is a match-three-style puzzle and adventure game all rolled into one, and with more levels being added all the time, there's always something new to play. Best Fiends has it all. It has an amazing storyline, collectible fiends, and tons of fun puzzles. I can't put it down. It's quite possibly the best puzzle game out there. And no Wi-Fi? You're on a plane? No problem. Play Best Fiends wherever and whenever you want with offline mode. So even if your holiday travels take you off the beaten path, you can still play Best Fiends. Um, like I said, I brought it on a plane once already. I have brought it to my parents' place. I'm going to be on a set this week. I will probably bring it there. And also, it is a great way to get your mind, if you want to like not try to break your habit of like watching TV when you go to sleep like I do, it's kind of a good in-between thing to kind of break the TV habit, if you will. So download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That is friends without the R, Best Fiends. Uh, so check that out, you guys. I think that's great, and especially around the holiday times. And 
Kind of get your older kids involved too. I think it's cool. Uh, so our next one is sponsored by Wondery. Of course, we all know Wondery. They produce so many amazing, amazing shows. Uh, here's another one. In the early 2000s, millions of households across the world tuned in to watch contestants battle for the last rose or to be the final survivor on the island. Reality TV was beginning to dominate the airwaves and every show needed to be bigger, flashier, and more scandalous than the last. But in the case of one infamous dating show, the real drama was happening off screen and it would shape the future of reality TV. The reality TV series, There's Something About Miriam, seemed like a pretty standard dating competition. Six young men wed for the affection of Miriam Rivera, a beautiful model from Mexico. But when Miriam revealed that she was a trans woman during the show's finale, the on-screen drama sparked an international uproar about gender, sexuality, and whether reality television had finally gone too far. Wondery's new podcast miniseries, Harsh Reality, The Story of Miriam Rivera, reveals what happened behind the scenes of this infamous TV show and how a multi-million dollar lawsuit and media fallout impacted the lives of Miriam and the contestants and changed the rules of reality television forever. Um, I think shows like this are kind of amazing. It's what we've been talking about lately, folks, with getting a peek behind the curtain. We saw that, of course, with Denise Richards and the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. Um, but this actually takes us behind the scenes of what they did with this actual reality show. Um, I think it is so fascinating to dissect these shows that we love and see where these productions learned from their mistakes. Also, I, I think this podcast especially highlights that sometimes uh, the bigger story or the more intense story is actually what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, I am definitely adding this to my podcast list. Um, I'm very excited for this one. And I'm actually, I think, going to probably be speaking to somebody involved in this podcast because it's just a really, really great story. So follow Harsh Reality, the story of Miriam Rivera on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Uh, that is very cool. I love uh, when other podcasts uh, sponsor this show. That is awesome. And it's about reality shows. It's what we love. Um, and finally, Uncommon Goods. If you're anything like us, you want to win that best gift giver ever title this holiday season. We've got a secret source for that. It's Uncommon Goods. Uh, Uncommon Goods has just right gifts for all your loves and likes. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your one and only, all of them. It's not stuff you can find just anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. And they have gift guides to help you match the right gift to the right person. Here is some cool stuff I found recently on their site. Um, of course, they have a cold brew maker. I want this, actually. I um, I love Starbucks cold brew, but it's really expensive. But if I had a cold brew machine in my house, which they sell on Uncommon Goods, I think that would finally be the product that would make me actually happy in this world. I saw that that was cool. In fact, you can actually go on there. You can say, I'm looking for my wife or for my daughter or for my girlfriend, and they will give you a list of items that are particularly good for them. And that is so cool. I kind of went on there, and I know you're not supposed to do this, but 
I just started looking at things that I would like. And that's not what gift giving is all about. You got to give to our, your loved ones, especially this time of year. They have it all. So who knows what holiday shop shopping will look like this season and the unique gifts at Uncommon Goods can sell out fast. So shop now and get it taken care of early. Folks, we have less than a month to the, the big holidays. We got we got to get this we got to get it under control. So Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. Uncommon Goods also uncovers uncommon experiences. They offer that. So choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, and more from hand-picked artists and experts. They will even teach you cool classes to learn cool things. Uh, and with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. So this is the important part. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash so bad. That's uncommongoods.com slash so bad for 15% off. Remember, if you guys forget any of this, it- it's probably the most important part of a, a jury case or a jury trial is to make sure you're picking a really good jury, asking the right yeah. questions, knocking out the ones you don't want. If you have like, if, if you have a certain number to knock out, you know, really making sure you're being selective, doing your research, all that. Um, but you know, like remember Twelve Angry Men? There's always the one person that is like really sticking to the rules. That's I love getting that people, play. yeah, yeah. yeah that's that. like getting people to like follow the judge's orders and being like, no, we can't, you know, be <laughs> yeah. nice. Like we can't think about this. Like so, We're there's always going to stay gonna be here that. all night if we have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, and that's like I we see that in movies too. And I don't know how, but like they're like, body language experts and things like this for oh, jury yeah. trials where they'll have like the like the expert jury picker that'll come in to like pick mm-hmm. the right people. Yep. Um, but also it comes down to things like, I'm so curious of what Jen will wear. And I'm not joking about that. Yeah, but like, no. What, what image are we trying to present of Jen? Because there's going to be an image presented maybe by the, the uh, I almost said the offense, but I mean, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like what image is she going to present? Will we see, um, they're probably Box braids. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, every day will Sorry. it be a different hair? Will it be a different hairstyle each day? Will it be like Erica Jane, where we got mad at her for using glam when she was accused of defra- her husband was accused of defrauding people? But I, I do wonder, like, are we going to see a courtroom drawing of Jen Shaw? Are we? I mean, there's just so many things that I and in cases like this, financial crime cases, how long does this drag on for? Do you think? Well, we know the date of the trial. So March like 22nd, was, right? Or yeah, something March 22nd. like that? Right? So, and we, the the trial in the companion case, which I'm going to, I always, I kept saying the name wrong. It's, Sissy, how do you say it? Katabchi? Katabchi. Katabchi, yeah. That case, I think, went about two weeks. So, Oof, yeah. And man. then if you, you don't know how long the jury will deliberate. And they can deliberate as long as they want to. Ain't no court case like a Jen Shaw court case because the Jen Shaw court case don't stop. Um, uh, okay, so uh, and this is just as fans and kind of divorcing yourselves from lawyers. When you got you guys actually got to see the Salt Lake episodes that we had been hearing and hearing about about the oh the like the Homeland Security and all that. Which by the way, the ABC documentary also they interviewed a Homeland Security person. You guys, they they really really great uh, interviews in here, including you guys. What did you guys think of those episodes? They so were good. unreal, unreal. I, I stopped. My boyfriend doesn't watch Housewives and I stopped and I was like, you have to watch these 10 minutes of her getting arrested. And he was hooked like that. Yeah. 
they should show that to the entire world and Bravo would get a ton of new fans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Go put yeah. that clip everywhere. They'd get a ton of new viewers. It you was so, so good. I've, I've heard Stop so it. many people that I'm saying like boyfriends or husbands, they actually watched that part oh, yeah. and they were into it. Yeah. I mean, just the scene of the Homeland Security agents and the NYPD like walking up and like, you know, Whitney and Heather have no idea. Like you can, we see them coming. It was like, this is this is cinema. This is like yeah. Well I, I, it gives me kind of chills talking about it. I I, I, know. I, I always compared it to the scene in like there's a movie called Signs by M Night Shyamalan, and you got yeah. to see the the alien walk by, and you were like, ah! but when yeah. we saw the Homeland Security, and they did not see, we saw them before they saw them. It was really beautiful cinematography for being like a stationary camera and of course the Jen Shaw look and of course the Jen Shaw like coach has internal bleeding um and which she doubled down on she's like well I still he did uh I don't know I thought it was coach but it was somebody else on the phone it really reads to me as somebody that watches these shows and like has lived a little bit of a life that she's a really good liar that goes mm -hmm. like swings for the fences in terms of lies and stories I just watching her stay like like we watched her pop off on the show and like not be able to control herself and just whatever and then watching her just be so calm when she got that call and like like just and even like procedural like she's like could you undo my mic and then she's calm and then she tells the lie and then she leaves like it's like so calm it's like that is so calculating to me it looked very in my opinion calculating you know it but it's also very I thought uh the HB, the uh, the Hulu documentary also did a good job, or they try to pr provide some context about Jen Shaw's upbringing, about feeling less than, feeling her skin was dirty, and trying to scrub it off. I thought that was an interesting touch about trying to maybe provide some kind of context for why somebody would eventually do these things or want money or something. I don't know if that's what they meant by that, but that's what I took away of trying to get into the mind of why would somebody get into this line of work and i think it all comes down to money and even jen shaw a couple episodes ago said to stewart like you know we did this for our families where you know we we keep people employed and their families food on the table and it was this weird kind of godfather like-esque <laughs> thing of like you know we did this for a reason Stu. and i don't know like um so those episodes were great was there anything that you took away from those episodes legally um, and I'm sure you've covered this on your show, but was there anything that was like, wow, that's interesting? I just, I, um, so like when actually, and this isn't quite answering your question, but like when, uh, maybe it was the, the next episode after, but when, uh, Meredith was, when Meredith was talking no. about how she, like they, they had been getting these cryptic text messages yeah, like, yeah, threatening. Yeah. And like from this unknown source, like because, I immediately yeah. was like, oh, that was probably from, you know, the Telegram app where she had like, you know, spoofed numbers to do it. Like, By the way, Telegram app. Also, uh, second time we've talked about that on the podcast this week. Shout out Randall Emmett, who you love <laughs> uh, Telegram apps uh, with, with ladies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he recommends Telegram. Telegram. Yeah. Mm. By the way, I'm the idiot that thought he was actually sending telegrams. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's so weird. Nobody would do that. I guess that is different, you know? Uh, so... <laughs> That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is also another interesting point is, but I'll, but then my mind goes into this kind of thing of like, I wonder if her and Stuart are still communicating. They can't. I, I mean, know they, no, no. I believe like, I know, yeah, I know the, they the can't, apps. but like she yeah. wasn't supposed to do any of the stuff she did and she did it. So, I mean, it seems like she's kind of ballsy. I'm curious if there has been outreach, even though, I you don't, know, 
weird. I don't not think to. Stuart wants to talk to her right now. The only thing that I would <laughs> wait, 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 but Stuart, but would, also Stuart knew what he did though, right? Like I know he, he doesn't do want it. to talk to her. If he had the DEA or not the DEA, he would do it if he had like the prosecutors being like, see if she responds. Like he would do it. I don't think. Oh, like if he was wearing a wire. Yeah. Like to see like, yeah. You know, what, like if she, especially like if she's like threatening him or something, I'm not saying she, yeah. is. I'm just saying. Like, I don't think he wants to, he no. doesn't want to get his head chewed off by Jen right now. She's just, probably yes. pissed at him. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you won't be able to hear that in jail if she gets there. So Stewart says it's just for a reduced sentence. He doesn't get off scot-free from what I read. Is that correct? We don't know what he is. So he has entered his plea of guilty to those specific charges, but we don't know what his sentence is. No, we don't not know that, what but, his recommended but, one is. But there's a possibility, I thought I had read, that like, it, you know, with his cooperation, he could potentially get a reduced sentence yeah. whatever that may be but it's not like he gets no sentence he still will be sentenced to something yeah yeah and his sentencing Probably. is going to happen march early march 2020 yeah. so before jen's trial we'll know his sentences what's i mean what's the do you know what he potentially could get even like i take away the cooperation yeah. what could he get uh there was a maximum of 70 years for the three oh charges he pled God. guilty to yeah 70, 7-0? 70-0 because he ended up – because b before it was just the wire – conspiracy to, to commit wire fraud charge and then conspiracy to commit money laundering. And then he pled guilty to an additional charge, which which was the obstruction of justice charge. So before it was a, a maximum of 50, and then with the addition of the other charge, it went up to 70 years. But that's yeah. the maximum. That's the, the top. So if they cut like, oh, that's the top. What's the least these files or these uh, charges uh, run? Like, I mean, is it like the least he could get this 35 with the, without cooperation? Like, I mean, like, the, what, so like the, the minimum. minimum sentencing guidelines aren't like those were kind of taken out. And so it's going to be like what the pre-sentence investigation report says, and then what's recommended by the prosecutors and like, whether he's had any prior convictions or not. Like, Ceci does a great job of explaining it, how it's like a quiz where you're like, if this, then you add three points. If, you know, if not this, then take away two. Like, so we we don't know what if you're If you're recommend. his lawyer, though, what are you hoping for with cooperation? What's, like, the best that you could get with cooperation? Like, time served, which is what one of the other co-defendants got. But he's not in jail served. right now, though, is he? He's not in jail right now. So it's not... No. Time served, right. he wouldn't be, uh, he would still have to s serve time. Yeah. The, yeah. The other tier A or A list people, as you said, Ryan, <laughs> have gotten pretty substantial sentences. So I would think they'd be somewhere around there. And because those other A list tier A people, some of them cooperated as well. So is there any chance Jen Shaw can flee the country? Like her passport <laughs> has been turned in, right? Like there's, there's uh and but well, that's the other just like does Jen Shaw follow you guys on Instagram? No. No. Has but Meredith Marks does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure she double follow. I'm sure all the whole family follows you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well Meredith really and I didn't realize Meredith was a lawyer before as well and Meredith has been cuz there was that Louis Vuitton accusation that started on Demois that saying that you know, oh, she's red flagged at Louis Vuitton, which was just said on the show. And then somebody from Louis at Louis Vuitton at gmail.com wrote Demois and said, I'm here at the store right now. And Jen Shaw has a perfect record, blah, blah, <laughs> yes. blah. And, Mer and Meredith goes, guys, yeah, I've seen this, but I could make up an email address and say that as well. I don't, yeah. you know, thanks for pointing that out, but I'm not 
you know, I'm not an idiot. So um, <laughs> we're fans of Meredith. She's she's smart. Like we we kind of low key love her. Oh, she, I mean, she is like the she's like um, like a Xanax detective. She's like, let's go. Like she's just she's always very mellow. And you could tell she's like, you're going to get yours. And like that smile in the bathtub with Mary was just I, chilling, <laughs> chilling. Like um, I loved it. I loved it so much. But the bathtub was weird. Come on. The bathtub was weird. <laughs> I loved Chilly. it because it was weird. I, I, like, I she looked it. down into the water like she saw somebody's future and she was like, <laughs> yes, they will. And Mary was like, get out. Huh, hit me with a cold sweat. She's like, like, she was like going in and out of the doorway, like, stop, stop. Oh my God, I can't. It was so cool. Um, in terms of the law now, do we just wait through March or is there going to be more in the meantime that we're waiting for things to drop uh, like like uh, singles for an album. Are we waiting for things before this, or is everything now? We got the court date. We got Stu's permission. We're gonna get him sentenced in March. Is there any other big things that we're we're on the lookout for in this case? Well, the government will respond to the motion to dismiss, motion for sanctions that Jen Shaw's attorney filed. So that response will be coming, and I don't remember what the deadline is in the Southern District of New York, if it's seven days or 14 days or whatever. Um, that'll be coming. The motions in limine will get filed regarding the pretrial stuff. Wait, well, I'm sorry, what's limine? Oh, so that's, um, Ceci, do you remember what that means in Latin? No, but that's a motions Angela was talking about earlier, where they yeah. try and knock stuff out before trial evidence right, like saying, like, out. Don't, don't let yeah. this in, it's prejudicial, whatever. Oh, like, you know. but we, will we be privy to what gets yeah. in and out before? Okay, so that'll be yeah. open to us. Yeah. And we'll be here uh, to explain it to you, Ryan. That's what that's what I want to actually before I want to talk a little bit about Erica Jane as we start on the, the downhill slope of this interview, unfortunately. Um, you know, I was looking, you have a Patreon now, you have a YouTube channel now. Is this are you gonna be doing I was gonna suggest you you guys already probably have this, but you gotta do the uh daily Shaw report or like the Shaw, you know, you gotta like report live or with some fake bi- backdrop and like today was a very dramatic day in the Jen Shaw <laughs> hearing you know, like what are we going to get on what differentiates the YouTube from the Patreon the YouTube we're just doing little explanatory videos to kind of supplement what we have on the podcast so like the video we have up there right now explains uh, money laundering because a lot has been talked about the wire fraud charges because that's the charges that involve the alleged telemarketing scheme so we really like go into detail and explain like what money laundering is and we use pop car- pop culture examples like actually you know heather was pretty accurate when she was talking about the show ozark ozark yeah yeah and so we we talk about that we talk i i think i have an example up there from um, breaking bad the car wash the money laundering so it's like we use examples from pulp culture and from housewives to kind of explain here's what these specific charges are and then here's how money laundering works yeah and then our patreon um we are offering a monthly zoom where people can ask us questions or discuss cases live with us for like an hour like we're doing right now like can yeah, people just... can people discuss their own cases of no. like hey, no, <laughs> no absolutely not. There is no yeah there's none of that no 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 just about the the things we've covered and um like we're doing right now we're opening it up to anyone who wants to talk to us about so I'm kind of unofficially a Patreon member right now. Um, We're giving it to you I, for free. <laughs> I, I think this is no, I think that's such a great idea. And especially for the work you guys do and like the, just the amount of work that goes into these things. You know, I, I know I put a lot of work in doing what I do, but you guys take it to a whole nother level just because, you know, I mean, you have to really 
peruse so many legal documents and make heads or tails of very complicated uh, proceedings a lot of the time. And not just this, because I was like, then I was like, oh my God, will you guys do, and I think you've done some like, like, um, uh, like uh, blast from the past uh, proceedings. Like, are we going to get mm-hmm. into the Teresa Giudici's? Are we going to get into, you know, there's so many things in the past that aren't actually current events that I would love your take on or for you to walk us through, you know? Yeah, well, that was three episodes on Teresa. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, that we- was our intention starting the podcast was to do the past cases. There's still so but many. There's been like, so much in the current. I know. You can't even do the past. Like that's every time I think about like I want to do this, this, this. Something new will happen in Bravo, mm-hmm. and it's like my plan gets totally switched around. Um, uh, hey, would, this is and this is not a joke. It might sound like one, but like if Jen Shaw's people are reached out to you and said could we have you guys on retainer to like, just talk about this case as housewives fan and lawyers, we would really love you to be on our team. You're not going to be, you know, you know, defending the case or anything, but we need you as part of our team. Would you consider doing it? I could not because I I just couldn't with the job I have, I could not. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a conflict with work, but do you mean Angela, 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 if I can get you fired from work, would you consider doing it? No, don't get I'm Jeff, I'm Jeff. <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> Would you, Ceci, same thing with you? Yeah, there's also a work conflict because we both work full-time jobs. I think if I was just a, you know, freelance legal reality TV researcher, yeah, sign me up, Jen Shaw's team, but. <laughs> wow, okay, okay. I just didn't know, like, I didn't know, like, if, yeah, I mean, that is, that is interesting. I kind of, like, tend to, like, get really, I take sides really quickly and I, I just, you know, but I guess you, you have to be impartial in the business that you do. And it really is by the facts and what's presented and what's not presented. Right. That's what, yeah. I think a lot of times in our line of work, you kind of have to take the emotion out of it and just focus on the law um, and do what's right under the word of law. Even if you know your client is potentially guilty, you have to make sure that they're having, they're getting like a fair trial, that due process is being served, that their constitutional rights are being upheld. So it it switches from being a morality thing to just a pure law thing. And you have to just do your best at representing your client and being their zealous advocate is the buzzword, so Yeah, yeah. I mean, in your opinion, why do you think Whitney knew, like, that's called a lead list. They got so much of these lead lists. Like, she knew. She explained it better in that episode than I had heard it up to that point. And I know, you, I mean, like, I was shocked to hear how much Whitney did know. And she was able to, like, really clearly explain it where I had gotten a different picture of it than I had before. And I was like, and then also, was she really potentially using, like, Shaw Squad merchandise as a shell company? Like, was, was that a way to... Move so money? I think Wendy's a lot smarter than people give her credit for. And I Definitely. think with her husband's business, you know, and her businesses, like it's, you need to know exactly where the line is. So if you. Well, yeah, because I hear there's rumors like MLM potentially or like in that kind of. Or well, MLMs aren't company. illegal. They're exactly. Illegal. But it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we attach that to it because of things like LuLaRoe and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just MLM sounds like a dirty word now. Well, I, it's, it's not, you know, uh, it, I think Whitney's just, she, she knows exactly where the line is because she doesn't, I would hope, because she doesn't want to cross that line. So she has made herself familiar. I would, I'm just, this is me speculating, but I would 
think that she's made herself familiar with what the law is. I like that, and, yeah. And then because she doesn't want, I hope, to cross the line. And so it's like, you better, like, this is where the line is, so you better know where it is so you don't cross it. God, could you imagine getting, like, on Whitney's bat? Like, there's got to be, like, some dark side of Whitney. It's like, listen, you motherfucker. You know, like, and she just <laughs> curses Whitney's you really out. good. Yeah, that's <laughs> really good. <laughs> but, like, but, like, I mean, just, like, we've seen, we've heard those audio recordings of her, of Jen Shaw yelling at Koa, oh, of man. Stewart, of all of that stuff, and they even kind of scare me. But I just, like, it's, like, weird to imagine somebody like Whitney ever getting to that point. Um, uh, okay, so... Uh, I just want to really quickly ask about Erica Jane, how we left off with that situation. We talked about that, like the last time you were on full burn, like we got the ending of the season. We got the reunions. Were you satiated and satisfied with all of the information presented and how Andy Cohen did at the reunion? I know this is a while back. I shouldn't dredge up old memories, but I, I was just curious from your, your takes on it. I think that was the best questioning he's ever done on a reunion, but it obviously wasn't to our satisfaction because <laughs> he doesn't know enough legally to ask the follow-up questions. So it, you know, it kind of left they, us like... They would get distracted by like Lisa, like saying something about Lisa Vanderpump. And then all of a sudden mm. it would get like, you know, like, I'm here, I'm facing my stuff, you know, that's Erica. <laughs> and then it would just get distracted. And Andy asked a good first question, but then would, yeah, it would totally get lost. Would you guys in that situation know all the questions, like knowing the information that you know, what are the things that you would have wanted to know? Oh, that we, we didn't go hear. into that in detail in our last episode that we just released. And like, we didn't title it the reunion rant, but we, Ceci and I go into like exquisite detail. I can just um, hear everybody turning this podcast off right now and going to that part. <laughs> just, just wait a couple more minutes, you guys, then you can head on over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we, we talk about that because it's like, Andy has to walk a line. Like he is not an attorney. He has to stay like, stay like conversational with them. You can't have too adversarial of a position with them or else like what he does, like doesn't work, you know? So it's, we did their job, but yeah, there were multiple things where we were like, this should have been asked. This should have been asked. This was complete garbage. She distracted everybody with this. You know, I, we felt frustrated. Did it feel like she got the questions ahead of time a little bit? For, for mm, I think she didn't get the questions ahead of time, but she probably practiced what she was going to say because it sounded like she was answering the question that she wanted to answer instead of what was being asked. Mm -hmm. She had like, yeah, well, it also yeah. seemed like by rote, like, like, yes, yes, yeah. Like she, mm -hmm. before he even finished the question, sometimes she would have a very quick, curt reply. And I know that's part of her whole persona, but it just yeah. like sometimes felt like, wow, are you, do you already know the question's coming? I, it was just like a little, I've watched like, just like you guys, I watch these shows ad nauseum. So just yeah. like you start, <laughs> you start putting these stories behind every line or what you think possibility they could be thinking. And uh, so they're already shooting the new season. They're deep in the season. I wonder mm -hmm. if, if any of like, are we going to be continuing part two of the Erica Jane, uh, Tom Girardi legal proceedings in the next season? Or do you predict that they're just going to have it be like, uh, Dorit's house got broken into and this, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to back off of it because there hasn't really been anything. There hasn't been a long New York times article. <laughs> Well, that, you know, cover, blows up. The cover of LA Magazine, Los Angeles Magazine, yeah. Yeah, I guess yesterday. I just yeah. mean, there hasn't been anything like salacious in the case that the housewives would 
be have their alarm bells ringing like we have read things that we think are very yeah. salacious but i don't think it's gotten to the level that it would make it on the show yet so i think could that's you, why they're gonna could you cool off share with me what you've read that's salacious yeah i mean they've straight up claimed like one of the trustees filed an action against tom girardi and straight up claimed that he's like bankruptcy fraud essentially that he shouldn't be dis- discharged of his his credits because he withheld that, that information like from two days ago, right? Like, or didn't they, didn't they rule something a couple days ago where he is able to get sued and he is on the line for money? Like I thought yeah. I had read some kind of really brief thing Did, or maybe I'm just imagining Tom Girardi cases now. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. There's, um, did, wasn't, isn't there like another one where they're claiming that money went to third parties, Angela? Like they so, filed yeah. something that. The thing that, that is, in the Jay Edelson, when he had the hearing and those motions and then Ronald Richards was off the case, um, Jay Edelson alleged that uh, EJ Global LLC specifically got money that had to come from the Lion Air victims. So yes. that was pretty like, that's pretty like that. Cause he's like, look, there's no other, this money went into this account and then that money went directly to EJ Global and there was no money in this account until the money came in from the Lion Air. Like, and so like he went and did some forensic accounting and that's what he's alleging. And he's like, there are there is specific evidence that this money went to pay EJ Global LLC in these specific instances and it's in the court pleadings. And that that's that's pretty that's a big deal. Yeah. So, there's also like one of the victims that put in her declaration that Tom was calling her even after he was held in contempt by the court yeah. saying, yeah, no, don't, don't worry. I'm don't still going to get it. your money. And it's like, dude, you were just, you're in a bankruptcy right now. Well, like, I mean, uh, dur- during the reunion, he's uh, Erica said he's, he's called five times today, you know, like, <laughs> which by the way, huge miss on Andy's part that he go- didn't go like next time he calls, will you answer it while we're on? Yeah. Like, I'm like, if he's calling that much, like, I mean, by the way, and I also do think he's a very ill man as well, or I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not devoid of feeling. And I, I don't think that's completely false. What's they're you know, claiming that he's going through, but it's just weird, all of this stuff. Um, and then is there any other like OC just premiered this week? We have sweet baby James or sweet James or whatever Noella's husband is. Have you followed this guy? The lawyer? Um, yeah, he's a really big, I think, personal injury attorney in LA. His, his face is everywhere. Yeah, that's what one of um one of the people I work for, his face apparently is everywhere. He's like yeah. one of those guys. Um yeah, I think the only thing I followed is about their divorce, but nothing beyond that. Yeah. I think we're gonna look into it though. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what I was like hoping because <laughs> yeah. I'm like every like if, if somebody jaywalks now, I'm like, I wonder if the Bravo docket will be covering this. Like <laughs> you know, like uh, but but that, well, I mean, can you give us a like as we go here, can you give us a little peek into what's coming up next? Is there anybody you have your eye on? Is there anybody like this better this crap better watch out? I might be doing another thing. <laughs> like, is there anything like that coming up? Um, I think we really want to get into Bethany's divorce, especially because there's oh, been a like, new. You've got a whole uh, series if you do that. Yeah, it's yeah. been going on for it's like death taxes and Bethany's divorce will be mm-hmm. dealing. Like those are the only three certain 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 be dealing with. Yeah, yeah, and there's been like a new request for custody or like full custody by Jason Hoppy, which yep. I cannot believe it's still going on. Yeah. Um, I also want to go into LV. I know Angela's a huge oh. LVP stand, but LVP's restaurant things she had like wage disputes yep the fires um well did you guys watch did you guys watch vanderpump rules this week 
I I think I'm I think I'm an episode behind. Angela, so, no. when you watch this week's episode, there's a scene between DJ James Kennedy and Raquel outside in the Sir Alleyway, and I don't care about the scene itself. But you look in the background, there's like 30. Propane. Oh, I saw that. I you saw that. that. Yeah, that so yeah. Laying out there, I'm like, yeah. like all the propane tanks. You posted <laughs> it. I was laughing. You're out there smoking, and I'm like, Lisa is trying to blow this place up. There is no way she's not trying to blow this way up. Uh, okay, so that I think Vanderpump would be amazing. Uh, has any Bravo Lebs like given you guys dirt about like you should you should look into this? No, no. I've, I've got to go. My husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sorry, guys. I am sorry, so husband. sorry. Yes, yeah. I'm 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 finishing up anyways. Okay, bye, bye, Angela. I'll just finish up with Susie. <laughs> I've got to go. I'm getting in trouble. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Okay. I had a great she, time. Thank uh, you so thank much. You. I'm so sorry. Oh, you guys. She's on vacation, and that's why she has to go. And I. I'm in she Mexico. Did the, no, yeah. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Um, uh, nobody's gotten into your guys' DMs, uh, housewives wise. No, but I'll take it if they want to come into our DMs. Um, come on, okay, bring so it on got, over. We got the YouTube, and what is the YouTube uh, URL? Is just YouTube. Doc, uh, it's the uh, just the Bravo Docket on YouTube. We ha- just launched our Patreon, um, which is the Bravo Docket. Our Instagram is kind of where we post updates all the time. So I think that's the best place to follow us. I said this last time, but it is so much information and they, you know, they make all the images look really awesome. And then you, like, I just go there for news and you just can read really quick what is going on in the Bravo world. And you could, you can't get better than hearing it from like two lawyers. You can't get better. Like these guys really know what they're doing. Their podcast is great. You heard them last time. I guess you already listened to it, but if you don't, I strongly suggest over these holidays, especially perfect podcast to binge. Is there anything else coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? No, unless another housewife gets arrested and they need us to be on a documentary. Well, you know that, <laughs> by the way. You know that's going to happen. By the way, you know that's going to happen. Uh, you guys do that again, right? I thought that was really cool. I thought the last Yeah, it was that, so I fun. And I said, I still am saying like, we need to pitch to Bravo where you guys are lawyers and we try Bravo cases. You'll be, I'll be like a jury member or something. You'd be the lawyers and we just try old cases like Candace and things like that, you know? Yeah, we would happily do it. We had so much fun. And like I said before, we just like getting like information out to people and some verified legal tea. We like getting it out there. So this is fun ever, for us. Do you guys ever fight uh, in regards to your opinions or like what you should post <laughs> or whatnot? Like, do you guys ever have heated arguments about this? I mean, like, in no. A yeah, we, we edit each other a lot. So sometimes I'll have opinions that Angela doesn't agree with. So we'll, we'll edit it down and make sure we're like being very fair. You know, sometimes she gets a little bit more passionate about like the Erica stuff than I do. So we kind of try and edit each other and make sure that we're staying fair you know, legal way. I love yeah. that. Like, I, I have nobody to edit me, obviously. Um, uh, and, and how dare you film in LA and then not even, uh, we should You were at your parents, I think. Oh, you were okay. gone. Oh, yeah, we, we were going to message you and we were like, oh no, he's gone. So well, I, but... I'm praying that somebody else does get arrested from the housewife now. So you come <laughs> back to LA when you're talking on the Hulu documentary. So you guys, the Bravo docket, Ceci, Angela, I'm going to put all the information in the show notes, but please, please, please go support they are doing really amazing work uh, and I highly recommend and hopefully you'll come on for a third time at some point. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'd be really, happy hey, to. Hey, you know what? And if you ever need, uh, if you want to ever do like a practice jury episode, I can be one of your practice dummy. Jury yeah. Members, you know? Yeah. Or we had an episode yeah. where uh, we had transcripts and we tried to do oh. horrible accents. We can get you to do the, the accents and just send you the, the audio, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll okay. do that. Well, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will talk to you guys next time.
Betches.